Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to have Jared and Jordan on board from Potterhorn Guns and Archery uh, with us. And it is time for show and tell. And uh, we got a couple of, well, actually, what an eclectic group of firearms uh, you guys brought in today. Let's start off with this uh, this Ruger, this revolver. Man, that is just, that is really pretty. Let me knock everything off the counter real quick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, don't, don't worry about <laughs> Watch that. Watch my fanny. Things happen. Uh, yeah, that is quite the thing. So this is a Ruger. Ruber. This is a Ruber. Uh, it's the <laughs> Chinese version of the Ruger. Uh, so this is the uh, the Ruger Super Blackhawk. Um, this is a stainless gun. What is that? Got to be a nine and a half inch barrel. It's huge. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, this is a forty four mag. So the the Blackhawks and the Super Blackhawks are just phenomenal revolvers especially when you don't want to get all the way up into you know spending on smith and wesson or colt money uh these things are really really awesome for the money single action Does this come with this this with the sight on it uh-huh yeah it's got that little scope on it it's not much of a scope but it works i've looked through it it's 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 fine uh, it's a it's an edge scope so it's not a not a high dollar ad there but uh if you've never gotten to take a deer with one of these it is phenomenal because you need to remember now uh, so for a lot of years the braces became the most popular thing to use during alternative season. The the pistol braces. Remember, that is no longer a pistol by federal definition. So your legality on hunting with those, even if you went through the process to get your SBR permit, it, it would not be, in my opinion, legal to hunt with that any longer during alternative season. So I think we'll be going back to centerfire pistols as being the, the number one uh, thing to use for alternative season. This is one of those guns um, that, especially the 44 ca- cartridge. I have one. I have one of the Smith and Wesson, but that 44 cartridge has done me really well. Out to about a hundred, if you're uh, if you're bench dressed. Uh, it sounds like a long way to shoot a pistol, but boy, you bench dressed one of these with a nice little uh, two by seven scope on top, and uh, it, it it's pretty cool. I love shooting these. Even my son, I think I had him start shooting a 44 mag with a 10 inch barrel like this. Uh, gosh, I think he was 10 or 11. When he started shooting, and he loved it. Just bench rest shooting it, and uh, at sixty yards, he was he was doing wonderful. So, awesome little guns. Ruger, guaranteed forever. Awesome customer service. If anything ever does go wrong, never really have these things go wrong without it being a user error uh, error where I broke something when I put it back together. Uh, but Ruger's one of the most phenomenal for getting things fixed down the road. Um, they, they're almost like the old craftsman walking into Sears. It's well, broke. This okay, is, here let me fix it. It's only eight hundred twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are these are fantastic guns. I think you get a really good quality. They just didn't go up in price and, and knew they're not the price that the Smith and Wessons are or that the uh, you know the Colts especially um, the old Colts. Um, they just don't have the values in there or the uh, the high cost. The other one does. I think you get a lot of value out of this thing for the money. So what what a great this is a used one, uh, but what a uh, what a great little weapon for for the season that will be coming up. The alternative season coming up. If you still want to hunt it and you used to use a brace, you, you can't anymore. And uh, this this guy is the, the perfect this alternative. Is, this is the way to go. And that grip is, uh, wow, that is. <laughs> it's meaningful. Yeah. You, you've got <laughs> yeah, something to grab you know, hold of. That's the perfect word for it. It's meaningful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You, you've got something to really, and I've got bigger hands, and it fits me You know, that's well. twice you pointed that out. I think you're bragging now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if there's an underlying uh, thing here that you're trying to tell us. Uh, but yeah, that grip looks um, really substantial, and it feels uh, like you know you'll be yeah. able to handle this thing when it goes off. Yeah, because forty four has some recoil for sure. It has more <laughs> vibration than anything. Uh, you know, on a bigger gun like this, 
it's going to have recoil but with a 10 inch barrel and the heft that's out there it's going to help you with the whole gun movement recoil uh more what i get out of the 44 mag especially with wood grips is the the, the felt vibration in the hand uh, that's kind of uncomfortable. And these big rubber grips will really help isolate that and not make it as uncomfortable to sit there and shoot and shoot and shoot. Uh, by the way, we were talking earlier before we get into rifles because you brought a couple. Um, we were talking about rifles. We are talking about the AR-15, and I mentioned that you, know, you could buy a, an, an inexpensive AR-15 and then slowly but surely build it up to anything you want. Chuck sent me a message at GaryNolan.com. He said the AR-15 is the small block Chevy of the gun industry. <laughs> it is uh, the truth. Isn't it? It's, it's a perfect analogy. Yep. Uh, we also got a comment from Kent. He said, uh, what about the Berna gun versus the Taser for police? What's the Berna, Berna gun? B-Y-R-N-A? It's a new less lethal. Uh, I hear uh, Sean Hannity talking about it. It's a less lethal. It's supposed to incapacitate people for like 30 minutes or something like that. I haven't got to do a whole lot of research. It's, they just came on pretty hard within the last couple months. I started hearing about them. I've been doing a little research, but I haven't got too far into it yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, By the way, we do have a, a story to talk about uh with a police officer in Georgia who stopped a guy uh, who was doing like 100 miles an hour, and it, it turned out uh, to be a deadly encounter. We'll, we'll chat about that a little later in the program, but let's move on uh, on these rifles. While we're talking Ruger, you got a thirty out 6 here. Yeah, so uh, the, what we brought in today was a Ruger American. So this is not, you know, sometimes we bring in some really fancy and beautiful and high dollar weapons and um that that's not what the ruger american is it is a fantastic price point rifle we probably sell more of these than just about any other rifle out there there's the savage axis that's similar similar uh access to which is similar in price point and features but i think we still sell more of the rugans Rugen. I Rugen's. cannot say Ruger today. Ruger be good, I got. <laughs> Sound like Gary over Brian, here can we talk. get him some coffee and <laughs> see if we can wake him up or something? <laughs> Man. Clearly, tongue in front of the eye, too. Couldn't see what he was saying. Uh, so, uh, bolt action, are bolt actions picking up in... Uh, oh, for hunting, they're still the thing to have. Uh, absolutely. Um, probably 20 to 1 versus the semi-automatics or break over single shot, anything like that. Um, it, it is the... It is the most accurate and the most reliable, um, and it locks tighter than any of your semi-autos ever will. So it is just, it is by far the most sold hunting uh, uh, action that there is, is the bolt action. And the cool thing about these Americans, you know, they're brand new. Uh, they come in just about every flavor. This is a 30-odd-6. I'm sure we have them in other uh, flavors as well. Oh, yeah. Usually you've got 243s. Try to have to 22, 250s. 7-millimeter weight. Yeah, I mean, everything. Anything. Everything. They make this in everything. And they make this and everything. <laughs> they really do. And, uh, you know, we got these starting uh, $4.99 brand new. These are four four ninety nine brand new for a Rook. I mean, you know it's going to be a well-made rifle. They stand behind their stuff. Uh, they're really good, uh, really, really good actions. They have a removable magazine. Um, and most of them will hold three rounds in the magazine. Um, but uh, some of them will hold four. Some of them, some of the, the Magnum calibers may only hold two. It just depends on what you're shooting. Um, but... Uh, just absolutely fantastic little guns uh, to get you into a price point. Um, we also see less and less wood, which I kind of hate, but we see less and less wood being carried uh, uh, out there in the field, and we see more and more synthetic. That is the most popular thing now is synthetic, and you can really abuse these a little bit, and they don't take much of a 
uh, it doesn't look like they've taken the abuse that they have. So we, we sell a ton uh, of these Ruger Americans and uh, just just great. They still have an adjustable trigger. With, I think it's two to five pounds. Three to five. Three, pounds. three to five pounds uh, adjustability with an Allen wrench. Super easy to do. Comes with the instructions of how to do it. Um, so you can adjust your uh, your trigger pull uh, to suit you a little bit better. Uh, just just uh, just a great gun for the price point it is. I have one. I have one in a three hundred eight uh, that uh, either I bought or my dad bought for the kids back in the day. Um, we we use other guns now, but we still use it. We still take it as the uh, something happened to one of our other guns. It's now our backup, our primary backup gun. So uh, great great little guns. Nice that it's got a one piece uh, uh, at bolt on it. You know, it's not it's not a cheap plastic uh, two piece bolt action. It it. it Three lugs, it locks up really well too on it. All right, uh, the you know tis the season coming uh-huh. up, so uh, you're going to want to get engaged in that. Uh, we'll wait uh, on this f- uh, final firearm because we've got a caller on the line that I want to get to, and uh, then uh, we'll see if we have time. John, good morning. Morning. Uh, I read with great interest the uh, write-ups on the uh, 360 Buckhang Buckhammer cartridge. Uh, and I was just wondering, you talk about the different guns. Uh, what, what uh, are there any new firearms that are available chambered for the 360 Buckhammer? Haven't seen a whole lot come out and a little bit for it, but th- it is starting to become uh, pretty popular. I, I have not like seen a real anything. Good, sounds like a real good design on a cartridge for, to me. Yep, so. nice straight wall. So you probably see that in Iowa and some of those other uh, Illinois. So we'll, we'll be seeing more of it here. Um, just because it is that straight wall that's allowed in a few of those uh, few of those states that still don't allow uh, regular cartridges for deer hunting, but but no firearms available yet. No, sir, I, we have nothing. Are, are there other? But there are firearms out there you can. Oh, that are that that fire that round. Y- yeah, yes. yeah. Remington's the one that came out with it, so I think I think it's Remington came out with it. Um, they'll they'll have some. I shouldn't say came out with it. Maybe popularized it, but yeah, uh, Remington does have a few. It's just nothing available for us yet. All right. So, what firearms from Remington are available? I mean, then uh, I'd have to I'd have to look. I, I honestly don't know because I haven't been able to get anything yet. Um, I so, do, I know I, Remington's website does have some of that information on it, okay, and I I'll do know that I think Henry, Henry's coming out with a lever action and a, a three sixty buck hammer too. Uh, I haven't seen one of them. I got one uh, on back order, waiting for it to show up. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, John, thank you. You know, sometimes uh, somebody will come up with uh, a new caliper, and you think, caliber? Caliper? <laughs> You're I'm talking brakes here. You yeah, can't do I, it I got this from you. Uh, <laughs> your fault, you Jordan. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and you think, boy, I'd like to buy that. And, and then I, in the back of my mind, I think, well, I wonder, you know, will it fade away? Will it disappear? Will I have a hard time? Are there any uh, ammo rounds that you can think of off the top of your head that sort of surged in and then disappeared oh god uh, most of them i mean we we have very few rounds that we constantly use now versus what has been produced out there yeah. um some of them just get antiquated with time or manufacturing techniques but uh you know like six five creedmoor came in and now it's starting to fade um it's it's not the one that everybody asks for anymore so i think we're still in the middle of that it's still popular it's Ain't nothing wrong with it now i've never been a caliber guy that really got into oh we gotta have this because it does this better but I've just never been that guy, but I think that's probably one of the biggest ones we've seen. But we've seen, uh, gosh, the the three fifties, um, some of the different three fifty calibers, uh, the four hundred calibers and ARs. Um, we had some of those before the uh, uh, hammer rounds, and some of the stuff's just coming. It just comes and goes because it's hard to either man if your big manufacturers don't pick it up and make it cheaper. Hard to keep that round going. 
hard to keep that round going. And, yeah, uh, I got I picked up the, that 1911 22 TCM. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> wow, what a great! And it's a great round. Yeah, it, and it's a terrific firearm. Yeah. Speeds are really close can, to the five seven round too. I, I mean, yeah, and I can get you a box every two three years. Yeah, yes, I can. <laughs> that was that was the downside. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Jim is on the line. Good morning, Jim. Uh, good morning. Uh, you guys are talking about ammo. Uh, wh- what do you guys know about this Hornaday handgun hunter ammo for especially 9mm? Mm. Uh, ooh, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. Um, you're talking about the American the, uh, gunner stuff. You're talking about the hunter? Well, I was in the um, NRA uh, hunter uh, m- magazine in the last month or so. I am not familiar with that. So I've, I'm just not familiar with that, so I don't think I could speak to it. Um, okay. But uh, I see I see it on, online here, what it is. So 115-grain monoflex handgun hunter. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I don't have so any what, experience with it. We, we don't have any, as far as I know. So how would you think that that would be different than uh, uh-huh. the regular hollow point? Man, I don't know what they're claiming it does because I've used the regular hollow point. If you're talking about specifically for hunting, uh, nine millimeters a little small, but I have used it for uh, doe hunting before. Um, but uh, it, and it's been fine. 147 grain standard standard golden saber or any of that kind of stuff has always produced really really well. So I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to say. They're, I think they're trying to say it gets better penetration from the smaller. A uh, grained bullet, that'd be a typical thought. It's going a little bit faster. It'll go a little bit further into the animal, um, um, which, will, which will help yeah, you get I, your devastating hits. The problem is that uh, the velocity of it past 100 yards, I I wouldn't want to take a shot. It's 930. Uh, 100 yards is a long ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, they're, they're fun. Yeah. I said I've, I've, I've doe hunted with it. I think I've killed a doe at 9 yards and like 17 right. yards. Yeah, they were right there. But it was it was fun. It was, it was good to use for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. And uh, anyway, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. You're welcome. Glad to have you with us in Carry On Guns. Back to wrap it up and show and tell. Una momento. Yeah, Powderhorn Guns and Archery on board with us, Jared and Jordan on Carry On Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Powderhorn Guns and Archery in the studio bringing in some terrific firearms. And, of course, I I saved the best for last because it's (laughs) a lever action. And and, and I think they know that... uh, this is how they seduce me into going out and spending money. Uh, but let's talk about this. This beautiful rifle. So, yeah, this is a Henry. Uh, it's a Henry and a 3030. And we talk about quintessential rounds that have stain around power. The 3030. I mean, that round has been around for a oh, hundred and something years. Oh, yeah. 140 years, yeah. something like that. Um, and it's one that just. Brian uh, Brian would know. Brian, uh, when, when did it. Uh... <laughs> God! Wow! wow. I really went there. Pot and kettle. The How are we doing? <laughs> Straight to the jugular today. <laughs> yeah, he probably bought the first one. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, so the Henry here. Um, so, thirty thirty new thirty thirties have been a lot harder to get because you had a Marlin go uh, and get get sold and uh, dispersed in the middle of the 2020 uh, catastrophe of our economy. And so they didn't produce guns for a long time, and their used ones got those used ones got ridiculous. They went from being a three hundred fifty dollar gun overnight almost to being a twelve hundred dollar gun, um, and so you just didn't see a lot produced. And then the Winchester, similar issues. We couldn't get the Winchester Model ninety fours in for quite a few years. H- Henry was able to uh, step up and make these. And now Henry makes a beautiful one. And this one that we have, 
I, you never know what the piece of walnut's going to look like, right? Um, you order a gun online, you, you order it new. Even when we order in five of them, we don't know. Each one's going to be a little different. And this happens to be one of those models that you took out of the box, and it just looked really good. The grain's right. Uh, the tinting is right. It, it's just a really pretty example of, uh, of a nice piece of Missouri uh, hickory. It just it is, is. Yeah, it's really good stuff. It is really beautiful. Oh, I'm looking at that wood. Yeah. Uh, and, and as you pointed out, that is Missouri wood, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, I, th- I believe it's still all sourced yep. Uh, yep. from Missouri. Uh, sourced hickory. Wood from and, Missouri. And this is your standard lever action, thirty thirty, thirty thirty. Great round. Will it shoot a thousand yards? It, w- it will, but it's not something you're going to use to kill things at a thousand yards. It's a uh, typically referred to as a great brush gun, a uh, a great walking through or hunting low or hunting in really thick stuff, um, especially when you're walking. People really, really love this gun if that's a a style of hunting that they like uh, because it's fairly short, it's fairly light, and you can get it up and get the sights, get your iron sights lined up on something, especially when it's less than 50 yards away. Uh, you can get it lined up real fast and take shots super fast that you can't do uh, with a with a longer bolt-action scoped uh, rifle. Uh, I've, I've missed several because I've been moving, and you just, you just can't do it that fast uh, as you can with something like this. So it, it's got to be in everybody's arsenal. Everybody's got to have a 30-30 lever action. It's just the – it is the gun to have. And uh, this is – this as I said, this is just a, a pretty example because the hickory and the, the wood and everything is different on all of them. And this one just came in, and it's just – I don't know. It, it really, really looks good. My uh, Mine is not a Henry, and it does – it's not real wood. It's a uh, – laminate some yeah some plastic thing Mm -hmm. i love the rifle and i love the action and i love shooting it but it's uh it's not real wood and there's just something about handling a a a rifle like this that has uh real wood that is just really uh, i think um desirable yeah and and henry's really well made they they have not been uh one of the most talked about it's usually been uh, winchester and then marlin and then we get into Henry for your lever actions. Uh, but over the last few years, Henry stepped up a little bit just because they're, they've stepped up their game, but also because you couldn't get the other ones. And now we are getting a few Marlins uh, being produced, but they're still just hard to go find. Um, and the $350 day of used ones are, are, are well beyond, behind us now. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this is a great example. If you're looking for a 30-30, is this the only one we have in the building? It's the only 30-30 yeah. I have in yeah, the building it's right hard to It's hard to get these things now, and it, it hasn't been there very long, and uh, it probably will not last as we come up. Uh, when, when do we decide deer season was opening? Uh, November 11th. November 11th, something like that, yeah. November so 11th. We're just a couple weeks away. Uh, so don't be me. Don't don't wait till two days before to go buy your new rifle. Uh, <laughs> don't don't be that guy. Uh, be, be able to get yourself a uh, get yourself one here and get it picked up. So you have plenty of time to go out, zero it in, shoot it a few times, and um, especially because we don't know what ammo we're not going to have this year again. It's a lot better than it was, but I think there'll still be a few calibers um, that uh, that we'll end up running out of. So good good time to get stocked up. I think we're pretty well stocked up right now in a lot of rounds. Uh, I'm told that there is uh, going to be another rush on ammo, and I'll tell you why in the next segment, as well as discuss this Georgia police officer shooting the speeder. That's coming up on Gary on Gun. After all these years, he's finally out of the closet. I would like to try the gay lifestyle. Here's <laughs> Gary Nolan. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to host a program. With the producer you hate. <laughs> uh, just saying. Uh, but he's getting even. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did that end up, end up in rotation again? I... <laughs> <laughs>
you wonder why you don't have any friends. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, this attack in Israel is beginning to affect us here in the United States. And I said that it would uh, when it first happened two weeks ago. And I'm right. Uh, and I've, I'll talk about this in a second. But we're just talking about the availability of ammunition. First thing I, said, I, I suggested to listeners was to, if you don't, uh, to go out and get enough ammunition and to get a firearm uh, and learn to defend yourself because you don't know where the bad guys are going. They're, you know, they're calling for this uh, you know, day of protest. Uh, the, these uh, Palestinian radicals are uh, trying to uh, terrify people. The FBI came out and admitted that uh, you know, they're concerned about uh, the Lone Ranger kind of bad guy that uh, just suddenly starts shooting the place up. Get a gun um, and learn to use it and get plenty of ammo. Well, the reload is written a story as there's a, a apparently because the uh, because Hamas is uh, trying to kill Jews uh, that there is a surge in Jewish gun sales. It, Jewish people are going out and buying guns, and I understand that. I mean, they're literally they're, they're targets, but any of us can be targets. And I'm wondering if you guys have seen any of that uh, here in Colombia. Any? I, I no. Um, also, wouldn't know. I mean, I, unless they just came in and told me, "Hey, I am Jewish. I would like to buy a gun." I would have no idea. No, but what uh, I mean is, are, are you seeing a surge in ammo sales? Oh, uh, hmm, I don't think so. No, I've had distributors trying to uh, market that. Which is typical now. You see it from the top down instead of from the bottom up, where then a manufacturer says, "Oh, this is this is what we need to sell more of our product." That has been pretty stagnant. Like like five, five, six rounds have been pretty slow. All that stuff's been pretty slow. So I've seen it from them. Oh, you better get it. It's going to run out. But I have not had people asking me, uh, customers coming in and purchasing the stuff in any irregular pattern. All right. The other uh, the other fear that I heard was that. Um they were shipping so much ammo overseas <laughs> that we wouldn't have enough here. But you guys have plenty. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we've said that before and you've run out. But that I said most of that becomes because because <laughs> people talk about it on the radio. And then everybody goes, oh, my God, I got to go get it because it's about to be out uh, when there wasn't a problem uh, to begin with. But, no, I, we have seen no increase at any of our what we got seven locations now uh haven't seen haven't seen any extra demand in anything other than your hunting rounds but this is the time of year that people are buying your your hunting rounds okay um so people uh, let me just uh, move this along <laughs> to toilet paper boy there is a run on to, to no there's <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh all right uh we've this uh, in fact i discussed this on the weekday program and uh an interesting discussion, and I'll try to describe the video. Apparently, a black driver, and that is that does play a role in here, uh, is speeding down the road in, a, in, in the neighborhood of 100 miles an hour. When we see the video, the cop is getting out of his car and telling the driver and yelling at the driver, get out of the car. Now, I can only imagine that it was probably a chase, but I don't know that for sure. But you don't go speeding past a police car doing 100 miles an hour uh, without a certain degree of arrogance. Um, most of us 
slow down the moment we notice a squad car getting on the ramp. It's like, oh, down to the speed limit. But this guy uh, didn't just comply. He was being snarky, and he wouldn't comply. In the end, he ended up getting tased, and he managed to pull the wires out of the tase. I don't, I don't know if he, um, you know, if if the police officer let up on the trigger or what, but it, he pulled the wires off, and then he attacked the cop, and it turned into a real. A, a real wrestling match and in fact uh, he had the police officer by the neck and was strangling him when the police officer shot him and he died uh, the number one you know message I always say is when the cops pull you over you do what they say if they're wrong you can take them to court um, but at least you'll be alive to to fight the you know to fight whatever wrong you feel has happened to you. But apparently Black Lives Matter, and I talked to a caller, a nice guy, uh, who thought, you know, if, if what the police officer did was wrong. He should have been looking for ways to de-escalate. <laughs> Turns out that this guy, this black guy, had been incarcerated, they say wrongly, uh, for 15 years. And so he may have just been, you know, gun shy, you'll pardon the expression, uh, about law enforcement. My thought was that doesn't matter. You know, that's a problem you have to deal with. The police officer doesn't know who you are. So since you've got a, a law enforcement uh, background, Jared, um, and I'm sorry, Jared, uh, Jordan, got the wrong Johnson & Johnson here. <laughs> if If you are driving in your squad car and somebody whips past you at a hundred miles an hour and you give chase are you suspicious there's something else going on that you know why do you do you ask yourself why is he going that fast um, could it be that he's you know just robbed a bank or do, does that cross your mind as a police officer I've had that happen uh, gosh when I was at the university um, had come come past me in a 40 at about 95. Um, turn around had to had to go find them because they tried to hide from us. I don't think so. Uh, it became now once you turn your lights on, you turn around and they don't stop. More things start going through your head versus you turn around, you catch up to them, they stop. Maybe less, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. It'd be his experiences, the police officer experiences would would uh, be different than what mine were. But you, you're always in the back of your head trying to figure out what's going on and why. And uh, someone going that speed is so uncommon. That yeah, it's it's definitely a heightened state, and I've watched that video. And when you see how uh, the the suspect was strangling the officer, um, how we got to that point doesn't really matter at that point. That is occurring, and it, it it looks bad. When you watch the video, you're like, whoa, that's that that officer is losing bad right now, and uh, and he needs to to do something to take order. And you see him pull his firearm and make a shot, um, almost at point blank range, if I recall. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's you might have other things going through your head. You might not. It, that's going to be based on what you've experienced in your life. As you're going to be going on what, what's going through your head. But I watched the whole video. I see parts of it. And we go, oh, we just done something different there. But you, know, this, you, you cannot appease the community that does not want to be appeased. And they want you to be kinder and gentler, and, which kindler, is great. Kindler? Ki and gentler. Kindler and gentler. Okay. And if, 
in, you, know, you don't want a money back cornerback, but if maybe this officer had used greater force earlier, maybe wouldn't have got to that point. And you see where, but so many police officers get yelled at for doing things like that, for, oh my gosh, striking a person or putting them on the ground with a lot of force to let them know that this is not a situation that we're messing around with anymore. Um, everything becomes a, oh, God, I mean, I, oh, I got to do this longer. And, and, and that's what they've asked you to do. Stop, stop, stop being mean to people. Start, start making it go longer. Start, well, why don't you try to talk first? Well, why don't you try just to use 12% of your energy to get them to comply first? Well, if that doesn't work, why don't you use 29% of your energy? And the well, things there- es- can escalate to these because we didn't right away take a whole lot of force and use it to make sure that we didn't get further down the road. All right, so some people are arguing that the police officer should have de-escalated. <laughs> he, he should have gotten out and been nice, yeah, and the, that, yeah. that, that might have the, de-escalated. Well, maybe. And the yelling's hard. I, I did not see that part of the video, the, the original getting out. And yelling is hard. We all get frustrated. I've seen that as a police officer, and you've had to take a, a, a breath before you got there. And I've definitely said things that I was like, oh, later. I was like, that was dumb. I mean, nothing happened, but it was dumb. I, you know, you're, you're better than that. But, of course, you're, I don't know how old this officer was, but, you know, I'm 22. We all now know, especially you at 119, knows that 22, <laughs> you don't know anything. And so it, uh, it becomes very, very hard to Boy, when to they make turn decisions. on you, they just don't let up. <laughs> uh, 119. Can we but, get uh, uh, somebody else on the line instead of Potterhorn? But, I'm, just, I'm just saying. But at the same time, at the same time, it, there's a big difference between yelling and using a command presence voice. There, there is a difference, and I'm I'm not naive enough to think that I can could control it every time back then. Um, but uh, th- sometimes that that makes a difference. Being able to take a command of this is my situation now, and that's when things tend to go out of control. Is when we don't take that command presence. Uh, but that's a two person street. You know, one person could be doing it awesome. The other person has a whole lot of say in how this outcome comes. And that driver had a whole lot of say in how this played out. And he could have done a million different things differently. And uh, and it not led to this. But when you see the strangulation that occurred on that officer, there's there's no doubt at that point that this is a lethal force encounter. In my yeah. mind. And being having watched it. Yeah. As I always say, just do what they say. And if they're wrong, you can... Yep. You, you'll at least be alive and breathing to go to court. Uh, but if you start fighting them, that's not the place. The side yeah. of the highway is not a courtroom. And I know it's frustrating. I get it. Because, you know, especially if you re- truly feel that someone is completely on you because of, of race or what you're driving or any of those things, I could see how frustrating that would be. But that ain't the spot. That ain't the spot. All right. Up against the clock. Uh, let me do this very quickly, Brian, as you go to break. Uh, everybody is sending me messages about the Second Amendment Preservation Act here in Missouri. They think that the Supreme Court has killed it. They have not. They simply said, we want it to run its course through the lower courts and we'll keep the stay, the, the temporary hold on the Second Amendment Preservation Act. It is not dead. It's just on hold until the courts can hear the cases. Gary Nolan, Gary on Guns. Welcome, Potterhorn Guns and Archery on board. Jared is in along with Jordan. Uh, they brought in three terrific firearms that will be available at uh, Potterhorn Guns and Archery. And uh, that means, oh, about 20 minutes from now, they'll be they'll be back in the building. Uh, and uh, very quickly before I go to the phones, tell them about the three firearms. Uh, just a brief recap. 
You've got you the, uh, the Ruger Super Blackhawk, used Ruger Super Blackhawk in 44 mag with the 10-inch, all stainless with a scope on top. we got that guy. We've got the uh, Ruger American. We brought in a 30-06, but we have that in multiple flavors uh, at the store. And then the beautiful wood on the uh, the Henry 3030. It's a H009G model. Uh, but uh, we'll have all three of those over there just a little bit after 10. Oh, that. That Henry rifle is just beautiful. Yeah, that one might not be there. <laughs> you can always come in and fill out the paperwork, sir. <laughs> the adoption uh, papers, you will? Yes, right, sir. Okay. All right, let me, uh, let me grab a phone call or two. And if you just turned the radio on, we were talking about this uh, police officer in Georgia. Uh, he shot a guy that he had uh, chased down. A guy had been doing 100 miles an hour. Um, and now Black Lives Matter is uh, kind of uh, making him a martyr. And, and I'm not sure that, uh, that that applies, that he should be. Let me get to the phones. Uh, this is on a pistol. Let's get Steve in. Good morning, Steve. Morning. Uh, you were talking FNs earlier and where they were made. Uh, I have an FNP, or as I call it, my FN pistol, <laughs> in, uh, in 357 SIG. It's 14 plus rounds of 357 SIG. And it's roll stamped FNH USA, Fredericksburg, Virginia, made in USA. And that last part, Made in USA, plus the caliber is the two main reasons I bought it. So they they were making them in the, domestically uh, even before? Yeah, I bought it in 11, and it had been on the shelf a year or two or three uh, since it was proof-fired, and just nobody was interested in it. I found it and bought it. How do you like it? I like it. Uh, uh, when I held it, it was my first auto-loader pistol, and it fit my hand. It balanced good, and the grip fit my hand, and I really like it. It's hammer-fired, and I like it. Yeah, this is a chance for Jordan to tell us how big his hands are now. <laughs> I, I liked it, sir. I had, F I had an FNS, which is similar. I had one of those about that same time. I really liked it, and 40 cal back in those days. All right. Steve, thank you for the information. Take care. Glad to have you at Gary on Guns. Oh, Lord. Uh, it, you can, by the way, get into us. Uh, give us a call at 800-529-5572 or go to uh, GaryNolan.com. Send a message. There are no cookies. We don't send you uh, emails unless you ask for a response. Uh, it's just an opportunity for you to chat with us here on, uh, on Gary on Guns. FBI report card shows crime falling as lawful gun ownership grows. Uh, they released their 2022 Uniform Crime Report. Uh, on, it's kind of like the report card on crime statistics. Uh, and uh, the report showed that violent crime ticked down by 1.7%. Uh, Cam Edwards uh, over at Bearing Arms, who's been a guest on this program, noted that uh, that statistic doesn't comport to gun control talking points. Uh, I suppose there's no mystery there uh, from either one of you guys, right? No. And, gosh, I just, I, you know how frustrated I get with those people drawing conclusions between two things. Because you could also say, hey, violent crime is down because inflation is up. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, draw your conclusions, let both sides fight about it. But it, it seems to be a hard thing to uh, to argue about. See, if inflation is up, people can't afford things. You'd think more. Bullets are expensive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that correlation uh, is well. It's hold. a fact, though, right? If if you're telling me violent crime is down and we know inflation's up, it's just it's one of those that I just I don't. It frustrates me when you see the the correlations that you would never be able to prove. But you got John Lott, 
That's uh, who's who's uh, gun more gun or book more guns less crime did a pretty good do- job of yeah. uh, documenting the correlation. He did. Uh, let's go to the phones. Gary is on the line. Gary, welcome. Hey, Gary. Uh, this is, it goes back to a couple weeks ago when I called in this question uh, about the uh, Y in subsonic uh, and uh, hypervelocity, why the 22s below that are not um, copper-plated or dipped. I don't know if you remember the question. I remember the call. What, what do you... I was trying to find out if we ever got an answer why that is. Uh, well, uh, why don't you uh, very quickly give the question out to uh, uh, Jared and Jordan and see what they say. Okay, real quick, uh, I do. I shoot almost entirely twenty twos, and in buying ammo, I noticed that in uh, um, standard velocity or subsonic twenty twos, there are very few, if any, that are copper plated. Now, in uh, regular or in uh, hyper and uh, super or um, high velocity, uh, they're coated, and actually, twenty-two shorts and twenty-two longs are coated, but not, uh, but not the long rifle. I was just wondering if there was a reason for that. Mm, it's a conundrum. <laughs> for me, it's I, I don't know. I'd have to do some research. That's interesting. Why? For me, I, I would assume it's a cost thing trying to keep the most common bought round and the competition between some people that make it and trying to keep it that much cheaper, keeping it 20 cents a box cheaper, 30 cents a box cheaper. Okay. That's just my brain going to that. Um, but they, they do not load as well. In a semi-automatic environment, we know that if it's not copper-plated, uh, it, it does not load as well because it gets stuck on the ramp a lot. Um, so I have to mm. use the copper-plated stuff, too, um, especially in the handguns, especially in the handguns. I've, I've, I've never had that on, on my autom. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, okay, no, I was just curious. I, I looked at all of them, and yeah. I go, well, why aren't these plated like everything else is? <laughs> I would assume it's cost savings. Uh, that tends to be what it is, the almighty dollar. But uh, I'll yeah. look into that. I'll see if I can figure that out. All right. all right. Thanks a bunch, guys. I'll let you go. Thanks, Gary. Glad to have you with us. Got a message from Jeff. He says, uh, from down at the Lake of the Ozarks, I believe Woodstocks for the Henry Rifles are Missouri Walnut, not Hickory. Oh, did I say Hickory? Jeez. Yeah. Gary, why would you let me get away with that? Hickory Dickory Duck. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are fast uh, running out of time. Uh, Powderhorn Guns and Archery, you find all those fabulous firearms that were uh, brought in from Jared and Jordan. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby, honey. I'm coming home.